everybody, I'm Dr. Gwen Shietta, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. Today, I am honored to have Pete Kolash on the show. He is a high-performance coach and life strategist who helps people live, work, and operate at their best level. And today, we're going to be talking all about clarity. And if you're not sure what I mean by that, you are definitely going to want to listen in. Pete is going to share some amazing insights, processes, and tools to help you get to the next level. And he's going to be talking about the importance of going beyond setting goals to actually creating a system to achieve anything. So let's jump right in. Pete, I am so thrilled that you are on the show with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Gwen, thank you for having me. If anyone is trying to help other people, I am on board and in full support. So I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Well, I am so excited as well. Let's just jump right in here. I want to give the listeners a little bit of background. Just share with us a little bit about what you do and and why your work is so important to you and and why are you so passionate about it? I'll share what I do first and then I'll I'll share with you a little bit about why it's so meaningful to me. I'm a high performance coach and life strategist, which is just a fancy, important sounding way of saying that I help people to live, to work and operate at the best version of who they are. Now, obviously, that's going to look different for different people. So it's really about engaging them where they are, wherever they are in their lives right now, getting them clear and excited about where they want to go, and then helping them to build the mindset and the strategy and the plan and what I call a personal infrastructure that's going to help them to get there. It's going to help them to accelerate their progress in the direction that's most meaningful to them. So as you'd imagine, it's very, very gratifying work as far as why I'm so passionate about it. It's just, it sounds cliche, but it's it's the opportunity to really make a meaningful, lasting impact on people's lives. You know, I, I'd seen what this had done for me in my life personally. And as I got better and better, because I think you have to start as a student first, As I got better and better, as I started to learn more and more, and as I started to see it have such a large impact on me, eventually I said, it's it's time to now turn around and be able to contribute in a meaningful way. I love that. And was there a a moment or a situation, Pete, that that did happen in your own life that was that was a turning point for you where you where you did get some clarity an aha and and maybe you can't pin it down to a time in your life or a situation in your life but but if you can I, I mean I'd just love to hear a little bit more about that from a, a personal perspective is there a little bit of a, a story behind that for for when you got clarity and and what that actually did for you Gwen, I wish there was <laughs> there I, I know being in the industry, you know, coaches and speakers just have these absolutely riveting stories about that moment, that turning point in their lives where they just put their foot down and proclaim themselves, uh, you know, an expert or you know, living life with with passion or on purpose or so on and so forth. For me, really, it was a slow and steady, progressive realization of just living, you know, my truth and living at the best of who I was. And as I started to get clearer and clearer on that. It also became clear that I, I had a neat ability to turn around and be able to foster that for other folks. 
Uh, I'd say, you know, a couple things that stick out. I was a three-sport athlete growing up. Uh, if our listeners know anything about the sports, baseball, basketball, football, I was shortstop, I was point guard, I was quarterback. So I was always at some level of a leadership captain type position with those sports. I think that really set the foundation growing up. We won state championship my senior year of high school. I was the MVP of the game. So when you have some of these experiences at such a, a, a such a significant development phase of your life, I think that carries with you. And and you don't want to you don't want to feel that your best days are behind you when you're 18 years old. And so you try and take that that platform and that foundation and say, okay, now that I've experienced this, these incredible events, these incredible life events at such a young age, how can I continue to build on this and, and build first a life of significance for me and, and really foster growth for myself? And then again, like I've said, turn around and, 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 and contribute meaningfully in the lives of others. Well, I think right there, Pete, I mean, that, that is significant. And there's a lot of great messages just within that, that slower and steady, right? Because we want to have frameworks and methods in our life that are sustainable. The whole, you know, the whole doing it quickly sometimes falters. So I think right there, that may be an important takeaway for people is that it's the slow and steady, you know, typically does pay off. And um, the fact that you, you wanted to leverage your successes to another level and, and share that because we know in sports, there's, there are so many key best practices that can be applied to life in general. So thank you for sharing that. I think that um, I want people to get to know you a little bit on a personal level in this interview. And so you you mentioned the word clarity. So I want to talk about that a little bit. You know, this whole show is about living a life on one's terms. And I talk about the 7L framework. And that first L is is really all about listening, what speaks to us, what calls us. But, you know, I think often for a lot of people, sometimes they're not hearing that voice. They're not, they're not sure what they should be listening to, or there's a lot of noise uh, and they don't have that clarity. And so one of the things I was so excited to talk with you about today is just that, that, you know, if, if people are saying, well, I'm trying to listen, I'm at the first L, I don't, I don't really hear anything. Um, and so I want to define that more. And I know that you talk a lot about whether we're calling it listening or calling it clarity. So in your words, how do you define having clarity? What, what does it mean to have clarity? Well, let's take a relatively complex subject and make, and, and make it very simple to understand. Clarity is just getting very clear and excited about what it is that you want. Yeah, and, and it seems like the simplest, most elementary of, of, of topics and discussions, but I cannot tell you, Gwen, if there's something that I see my clients struggle with more than anything, it's just having a great sense of clarity, having the enthusiasm and the excitement to say, hey, this is what I want. This is what is absolutely ideal for me. This is what I'm striving toward across all of the major arenas in my life. There's very few people who can say that with any level of certainty. And I think a, a popular misconception is, you know, folks seem to think if, if, if he or she is successful, then they must have a great sense of clarity. And I will tell you this, whether you're, do, whether you're financially well off or you're struggling, whether you're happy or unhappy, whether you're healthy or unhealthy, this clarity disease or this lack of clarity 
is something that is is something that all people experience. Mm-hmm. And and so again, to answer your question most directly, clarity is simply getting really clear and adding a layer of excitement about what is it that I want in my life, not only in my business, but in my personal life as well, with my relationships and my health and my spirituality, my lifestyle, taking time to identify what are the treasures that I'm after. And do you think, and that's an excellent explanation of it, what do you think stands in the way? You referred to it as a disease. I I think you're right that a lot of people don't have the clarity. and, And you mentioned, you just said taking the time to achieve it. Do you think it's just about people not pausing to take the time? Is it that they're busy? I mean, what stands in the way of people, more people being clear? What, what is it? Why, why isn't everybody clear? What, what are the barriers? Great question. Great question. I think the sooner we can figure out what separates us or what prevents us, the faster that we can overcome that. So I think, I think that's a, a fabulous question. The answer, I think people struggle with clarity for two reasons. Firstly, and you touched on it, they don't make the time. You know, most lack clarity because they simply don't make the time for it. And if you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. You know, if you don't know what it is that you want, you'll never get it. And most people don't. You know, they just don't make the time. There's so many distractions today. You know, whether it's the iPhone or the iPad, the phone, the cell phone, the laptop, the the television, the this, the that. People are so inundated and focused on their connection with the outside world that they don't make nearly enough time to really focus on that connection within and say, hey, what is it that I want? So first and foremost, it's just a timing thing. And and I'm sure as you've heard before, when people tell, well, I'm too busy for that, what they're really telling you is it's just not a priority for them. And I will tell you what, Gwen, if there's going to be a priority for anyone, it should be clarity. Because like I said, if you don't know what it is you want, you're never going to get it. So the first reason they don't make time, the second reason is, well, life gets in the way, right? Life gets in the way. For the, for the few people who do know what they want and for the few people who do know what they're striving toward, life just has a way of getting in the way, you know? So what I would say, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about is clarity is not a one-time set it and forget it kind of deal, because just the dynamic of life and things happen and so on and so forth. So our clarity and our vision and the things that we want, the things that we desire has to be continually revisited and consistently reinforced. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's, it's as you're talking about it, I mean, it sounds like it's a practice. You know, um, I, I interviewed a yogi um, in the past and, and we talked about this whole listening and he described it in a different way, but a common thread that I'm hearing and then I've heard in a number of the interviews is it's, it's a practice. So whether we're calling it clarity or listening, A, you have to make the time. It's a commitment. It's not a one-time thing. I'm, I'm clear, you know, and so it's all figured out. But it's, it's truly a practice that you commit to and incorporate into your life in a regular way. That's, what, that's one million percent correct. It's, it's, a, it's a process. It's a practice. You know, and so what I try and do for myself first and foremost and also for my clients is, hey, how can we build this into your personal infrastructure? How can we build this into your systems so it's not something that you're going to forget about or, 
It's not something that you have to will yourself to do. It's already kind of built into your process and into your systems. That will make it a lot easier when you treat clarity as a practice and a process instead of that one time set it and forget type deal. Right. It's not an add-on. It's like anything else in your life that you're going to be committed to, whether it's it's going to the gym or being the best that you can be in a relationship. And so when someone has clarity, and we, you can answer this in, in either way, Pete, you know, whether it's the positive or on the other side, if they don't have clarity, but when someone has it, you probably know when you've seen it, you know, what, what opens up? What happens when somebody is doing the practice, is committed to it, gains that clarity, what is different for them? Because you, you said a few minutes ago that sometimes you can, you may have some, some measure of success um, without it. But when you, what do you see that, that's different when somebody, when you go, aha, that, that person is practicing, they're committed, they have clarity. What's different? In short, everything. And, and I don't even mean to say that sarcastically. Everything changes. You know, I share this with, with a lot of folks. I say, hey, listen, I don't know anyone who's happier or more excited or who lives life with greater purpose than myself. And I don't say that to be braggadocious because I will be the first to tell you I have no special skills or talents or, or wasn't born with any you know sort of special superpower. I just have this burning clear vision and clarity for what it is that I want in my life. And it just changes the way you wake up. It changes the way you fall asleep. It changes your whole orientation toward life. So in a very general sense, what changes? Everything. Mm -hmm. some, some smaller specifics that I think are very important regardless of you know, our listeners, who, you know, where they're at in their lives or what it is that they want. Your productivity is going to go way up. Your level of commitment is going to go way up. You know, I think in, in today's day and age, 2017, I think especially in this country, we're ridiculed for a lack of commitment. And if you think about that, so that's the symptom. If you come back to the core, lack of commitment, if people lack clarity, if they lack vision and that excitement and that meaning and purpose in their lives, wouldn't it make sense that they're going to be struggling with commitment? It wouldn't it make sense if they're not if they don't have something that they're clearly focused on and working toward their level of commitment is going to suffer as well. And that's where we see kind of people are here, there and everywhere, but they have trouble really committing to any other thing, be it in business or in their personal lives as well. So, you know, when you talk about clarity, I mean, it's just again, it's a new it's a different orientation toward life. Your productivity is going to skyrocket because now you're you're living in alignment with what you feel like is your true power. Uh, and just your, I think your, your, your commitment, your ability to stick with something when you have clarity and it excites you, you're, you're going to see that your commitment level is going to go way up as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so interesting as you're talking about this, it, what amazes me, it sounds like, I mean, this clarity or listening, whatever we want to call it is, is such a foundational thing to success in life. It amazes me that there's not more emphasis on this in school, in growing up. It reminds me of financial literacy. I, it's sort of shocking how we all grow up. We take math in school, but so many people don't have basic financial literacy. They, they're going, they're getting their paycheck, they're going through life, but they're not being strategic with their money. And if they knew a few things, they could take the money that they make, take those finances 
and be in a whole different level. They wouldn't even have to make more money per se. They just have to be more strategic with it. And it, and it's, it, feels very analogous to what you're saying with clarity that we're going along, people are, are doing their daily things. But if they had this foundational piece of clarity, their whole experience of going through their life could be on a completely different level. It's correct. I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, I, I think what we hear a lot, you know, we hear it from speakers, we read it in books, we see it on memes and posts and so on and so forth is do what you love. And, and I think there's so much merit to that, but I also think that's incomplete, right? So not only do what you love, but become really good at that, you know, so that doing what you love piece, a lot of that has to do with clarity, finding out what is it that I love? Let me do what I love and then let me take it a step further and let me get really good at that. And I think that's, that's the difference between a dabbler and a master, a dabbler they may have glimpses or phases in their lives where they have a heightened level of clarity. They, they figure out what they want. They feel compelled by it. They feel like they're excited and what have you. But the distinction between that dabbler who feels that is excited by that, but then it eventually goes away and dissipates. And the master is, okay, now that I'm clear on what it is that I love, okay, I'm going to get really good at that. I'm going to start to work into that clarity. I'm going to start to work into that purpose in my life. And when people are making progress in a direction that's meaningful to them, things change. Their, their momentum, their sense of conviction and confidence, the, again, their entire orientation and mindset and outlook toward life changes. And the ripple effect that that alone creates is immeasurable. You know, and on their, their their relationships with their family and their clients and their friends and, you know, their their whole person changes. So, again, I cannot emphasize enough the significance of really getting cleared, establishing that vision uh, for what it is that we love most. Mm -hmm. And I know in a, in a minute we're going to talk about this personal infrastructure. I mean, it's I imagine a lot of people are listening, saying, well, what do I do? How do I get this clarity? Uh, and it's just like the listening piece. And, you know, and it can be done in different ways. But from your perspective, Pete, how does one gain clarity? I mean, what does that actually look like? You know, because it can feel a little abstract, a little nebulous. If somebody's saying, well, how do I gain clarity? I want to be in that camp. What does that look like? Where do you start? It's a great question, you know, and, and you, we've, ref, we've mentioned the personal infrastructure here a few times. I, I want to talk about just the first three pillars of that personal infrastructure, and of course, clarity being one of them. This will answer your question as far as how can some of the listeners today really begin to bring, okay, Pete, I understand clarity is important. How can I start to bring this into play in my life? So the, the first pillar of that infrastructure is awareness. And the reason why that's so significant, what I mean by awareness, okay, because I think that's an overused word, is getting clear on, hey, where am I? right now in my life how did i get here and what exists in my life as a result and, and i'm not talking about peeling back to your childhood i'm just talking about the last six to twelve months let me take the time to do an assessment let me take inventory on again where am i how did i get here what exists in my life as a result across the board, across eight major life arenas. And if you're listening, might want to jot these down because this will give you a good semblance of uh, the ability to assess, hey, where am I? 
right? So it's your, your business, your finances, your spirituality, your lifestyle, your mindset, your health, your, your, your relationship with your significant other. So whether it's a husband or a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, the, the love life, so to speak, and then your friends, right? Your friends or the folks outside of your significant other. So those are eight major arenas in your life. I think the first most effective step is getting clear again, where am I? How did I get here? What exists in my life as a result across those major eight life arenas? Because mm-hmm. here's what I see, Gwen, and, and I'm sure you see it as well. When folks are working with a coach or they're trying to make positive changes in their lives, they've got this very fast forward way of thinking. They want to set goals and they want to move forward and so on and so forth. But if you are not supremely aware of where you're at, it makes it very difficult to determine where you want to go. You're going to have to get your baseline. So you're talking about getting a baseline, pausing to take inventory and get an assessment of where you are before you just start running out of the gate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, think of of perfect analogy. Think about your GPS. Okay. The first thing your GPS needs to know is where you are. Uh, Before you determine where you want to go and where you're plugging in, it needs to know where you are. And it's the same for us. So it's, it's just, it's just a general assessment, taking inventory where I'm, where am I in this moment? Beautiful. And once you're done with awareness, which is that first pillar, we go to what the, the topic really is of our discussion. It's clarity. And it makes sense. Now that I know where I am, I want to now determine where it is that I'd like to go, what it is that I want, what would be absolutely ideal for me. And a great place for your for the listeners to start is with that same major eight life arenas. Now that you've taken the inventory, get clear. You know, what I would recommend is for the upcoming 12 months is I'm going to write down four to six goals yearly goals for the next 12 months across each of those major eight life arenas. Okay. So now they're, they're going to have anywhere from, you know, 30 to 50 goals. And I will be the first to tell you that is absolutely goal overload. Okay. That's too many goals, but we're doing this for two very important reasons. One is for them to get supremely clear on what it is that they want across the major eight phases of their lives. And the second reason is to put them back in the creative driver's seat of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we were born to create, and I don't think we do that as a society nearly enough. So this is a great opportunity for you to get really clear across all your major eight what it is that you want most over the upcoming year. From there, I recommend, I do it in my own life, and I have all my clients do it as well, narrow it down to what I call your foundation ten. So from that list of 30 or 40 or 50 goals, you've got now your foundation 10, your top 10 from that list. So you take a couple from each, you you distill down and take a couple in each of the eight domains. Exactly. That, that will help to ensure that that word that everyone loves talking about now is balance, right? If you just take nine from business and one from finance, chances are you've got clarity, but you lack balance. If you can really take one from all of those major life arenas. Now, not only are you clear, but you're really setting yourself up for balance as well. And I think before you continue on, Pete, you're making such a great point. I mean, 
first of all, this show is called Life on Your Terms, right? Not career on your terms or relationship on your terms. It's it's about creating a whole life and finding that that balance in a in a quality of life, meaning the in, inclusive of all of those areas, right? Because we're not one dimensional. But I, I think I think and I think you would agree with me on this. A lot of times, people can be su- very successful in one area. Maybe it's the career piece, um, but their relationships or their social area or their physical health can be suffering tremendously. And so I love your holistic approach because we we can't succeed in one area and and forget about all of the others we're we're gonna lose somewhere so it's a it is about balance and it is about a holistic approach so i, I love the way that you've described that yeah to your point I, w- I i i say success in one area without balance in the others paints an unpleasant picture yeah you know and we've all seen the examples we've all seen the the ceo who's obviously risen to the top of his field but can't you know, can't seem to make it work with his wife or the, the female CEO who's gotten to the top of her respective field and can't seem to make it work with, with her husband or, or her significant other or isn't spending as much meaningful time with her, her kids. You know, so again, success in one area without balance in another mm-hmm. paints an unpleasant picture. We see it in Hollywood all the time. I mean, the, the folks that we grow up almost idolizing are the same folks that, you know, are mistreating or abusing their relationships or, you know, what have you. And so, yeah, when, when, when I'm working for myself personally and I'm working with other folks, I think that balanced approach is really effective. Mm-hmm. So now not only they've gotten the clarity across the board, but they, they also are ensuring that they've got some sort of semblance of balance. And then the final piece of this is, okay, I've got my foundation 10. Now let me narrow it down to what I call your vital three, right? So that if you do nothing else over the course of the next 12 months, you're going to make considerable progress toward the achievement of these vital three. Mm-hmm. So just from this one simple exercise, Gwen, think about what you have. You have three very important elements here. You have clarity across the board, what it is that you want. You've, you're, you're back in the creative driver's seat. Your creative juices are flowing. You've got clarity. You've got balance because you've narrowed it down your foundation 10. You've made sure that you've accounted for all the areas of your life. And you also now, because you narrowed it down your vital three, you have focus. Mm-hmm. So focus is your third pillar. So you have awareness, clarity, and focus. Awareness, clarity. I'd say focus is really a subset of, of clarity. You want to have clarity across the board, but you also want to make sure that you don't feel overwhelmed and overloaded. So focus is a subset of that second pillar, mm-hmm. clarity. Mm-hmm. The third pillar, and this is going to make sense, I think, for the listeners. If pillar one is awareness, where am I? And pillar two is clarity, where do I want to go? It only makes sense that pillar three is strategic activity. In other words, how do I get there? Yep. And, and I think that strategic activity piece really, as simply as I can state it, is, hey, I, I, I'm clear where I am. I'm clear where I want to go. How can I eliminate the uncertainty that separates me from where I am today to where it is that I'd ultimately like to be? And so how do you suggest people do that? So what does that look like to have? A- uh, <laughs> that, that is the art. That is the art. So there's, there's about four different activity vehicles um, that I share with, with my clients and that I use personally. And it, it's really on more than anything. It's about building a system. 
Yeah. yeah, I heard something recently that stuck with me. It said, losers have goals and winners have systems. And I don't think the person was trying to you know, make fun of the folks who have goals. You have goals, I have goals, they're very important. But what I do think he was trying to say is really emphasizing the significance of building systems. You know, I, I think goals are important, but systems put us in that driver's seat to really actualize our goals. So one one system in the essence of time that I can share relatively quickly that I think will have a huge impact on our listeners is is what I call the strategy to achieve anything. And, and I'm not one to, to overpromise and underdeliver, but this, I'm telling you, if you plug into the, the cadence and the rhythm of this strategy, uh, you will see significant uh, effect and impact on your productivity and your performance. And simply put, it's a circular sequence. It's prepare, perform, assess, and improve. Mm-hmm. Prepare, perform, assess, and improve. If you think about it, pillar two is clarity. Okay, I'm clear on my goals. I've got my vital three. I'm excited by what I want to go out and accomplish. Phase one of that strategy to achieve anything is prepare. So now you want to construct a plan based on the goals that you set that is going to is going to bring a little bit more detail and intentionality to your days, to your weeks, and to your months. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you go out and you perform on your plan. You have the diligence to assess your performance. In other words, hey, what am I doing well? What are my wins? And where am I missing the mark? Where am I falling short? What are my losses? So that third piece is assess. And then finally, you have to be humble enough to make improvements. Based on your assessments, let me now make modifications so that I'm better equipped. Okay, so again, I don't talk... Yeah, we're talking about different pillars here, and and I I don't want to confuse our listeners. So again, pillar one, awareness, where am I? Pillar two, clarity, where do I want to go? Pillar three, strategic activity, how do I get there? Really a plan, creating that plan and that feedback loop to be able to assess how am I doing on my plan, where do I need to improve? Exactly. Prepare, perform, assess, and improve. And the reason why that's so effective, Gwen, is 97% of the world is going to spend their entire lives in that performance bubble. They're going to wake up, snooze button, snooze button, snooze button, grab a Pop-Tart on the way out the door, go to work, kind of just go through the motions, come home, eat dinner, watch a little television, wake up, rinse and repeat. You know, So 97% of the world is going to spend their entire lives in that performance bu- bubble. So just as a product of us getting in that, that circular cadence, prepare, perform, assess, and improve, we're really going to separate ourselves from uh, from a crowded marketplace. And more importantly than separating ourselves and, and competing with others, more importantly, we're going to accelerate our own uh, progress in a direction that's meaningful to us. And, I, you know, and even going to that performance, and, and you're right, and as you explain that, it, it almost makes me, it makes me feel sad. And a lot of people are in that performance and have skipped over, like you said earlier, um, the awareness and the clarity. They're, you know, they, they're in the performance without um, having set their GPS, without having taken inventory. They've gone straight to perform and are just on that hamster wheel. And, and I think that's where uh, it sets in for so many people where all of a sudden they wake up at, you know, at whatever age, 40, 45, and say, how did I get here? Um, I'm really not that happy, but h- how do I get off and, and change? And it's, it's fascinating as I, as I do these interviews 
I'm always looking at cross themes of the people who are successfully living a life on their terms. And Pete, it's interesting as you you know describe your framework. I, I was picturing specific people, and they have all gone through that phase. They all were very aware. They they took that inventory to see where they were in their lives. They got clear on what they wanted. You know, I, I think about the couple that moved from San Francisco and sold their businesses. They they wanted a different quality of life on an island in the Bahamas. The the first thing they did was they they took inventory of where they were in different domains and they got very clear about what was important to them, how they wanted to live their life on all of those domains. You know, so your your model works very well. And then they they didn't just show up on the island, right? They didn't have a magic wand. They they literally got into a uh, planning mode and took the steps to get there and, and actually made it happen. Um, but, you know, the, the feeling that, that, as you described that, of people being stuck just in performance, um, how does that make you feel? I mean, you work with so many people. Uh, how do, what does that do to you when you go, wow, I just wish everybody could could be in this more engaged process and not be stuck? I mean, does it make you sad? Does it make you uh, just inspired to help them? I mean, just on a personal note, how does that connect with you? Gwen, it it genuinely breaks my heart, genuinely. And the reason being, from a personal experience, once I got really good at what I do, I said, you know, who wouldn't want to live and operate at the best of of who they are. I felt like, you know, I was set. And, 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 and the sombering answer to that question is most people, you know, as I was saying before, I, this is, this is a statistic that just breaks my heart. 97% of people spend more time on their grocery list than they do on their own goals for their lives. So we're, we're a society that lacks intention and deliberateness. You know, a lot of popular phrases that we hear are I'm just going through the motions, right? And, 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 I'm shooting from the hip. You know, I'm just kind of trusting my instinct and intuition. And the issue with that is it lacks intention. It lacks deliberateness. And, you know, what I do, I think the most fascinating part about it is it's not rocket science. There's nothing that you and I have talked about today that any of our listeners is having trouble understanding, right? It's not rocket science. And so people say, Pete, if if it's as easy as figuring out where you are, where you want to go and, and how to get there, uh, how come more people don't do it then? And and the, the, the sombering realization or the answer to that is what's easy to do is just as easy not to do. Mm-hmm. And and so most people don't do that. You know, it's it's easy to do what we're saying here, but it's just as easy, if not easier, to say, eh, mm-hmm. that's for the birds, that's not for me. And unfortunately, I think that's what most people do. And so I think for folks like you and I, it's just Awareness, you know, allowing people to be properly introduced to this, not imposing on them and and, and, and having this sense of superiority, but it's just, it's an introduction. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation to say, hey, you know, I've learned these fascinating things that help people to elevate their achievement or elevate their fulfillment. I'd love to share it with you, but then it's on them. I mean, they've got to really be open and willing and respond to that in a favorable way. So that, I think that's the best we can do, really. Mm-hmm. And you know what this it, what it reminds me of is sometimes people don't know what it feels like to have that feeling of living that way. And so it's almost like you don't you don't know what you don't know when you think about why people don't do it. For example, um 
eat, I'll take, let's take food, for example. You know, a lot of people are addicted to sugar. They're eating a lot of sugar. They're eating a lot of carbs. They may not feel great, but they maybe have never felt any other way. That, that is normal to them to feel a little sluggish or to feel a little bit of that sugar crash and, and do that cycle again. But once they're introduced to different kinds of food and different kind of eating habits, and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This is how I can feel. I've never experienced this before. It's almost that double-edged sword because maybe you've never had clarity or, or had awareness or gone through a process and, and felt empowered that you could truly live a life on your terms and, and use tools like this. Um, the, the motivation may not really be there because you don't know how great it can be, you know, and I guess that's the, uh, it's such a paradox, you know, if you could get people to, to embrace it, um, they would, they would never let that go. But if you've never felt it, it's hard to be motivated. And so I guess part of it is just, is trusting, trusting that, you know, let me, let me pause, let me take time to invest in myself. And let me see what this can do. I think part of it is a, is a trust as well. It, it's, I, I couldn't agree more. There's, there's a trust. There's got to be some level of curiosity. In other words, yeah. you know, what, what does the idea of me being a better version or, or me just growing or tweaking my habits or adding another layer of significance to my relationships or greater intensity or attention to my health? There's got to be some level of curiosity and intrigue to say, hey, I wonder what that would look like for me. So, you know, I think the best we can do again is just reach out to folks and, and, and just in a meaningful way, engage them and, and paint a picture. And if it's something that resonates with them uh, and, and they genuinely want to uh, pursue that, you know, just being there to serve them uh, with the right intention, you know, and that's another thing. There's a lot of coaches popping up, especially these days. And it's, you know, I think some folks are, are doing it for certain reasons and, and some other. So, God forbid, the person who had never invested in themselves works with an expert who perhaps didn't have the purest of intentions. Now their whole, their their whole, um, their whole experience with growth, development, performance, happiness, so on and so forth, is tainted. So, mm -hmm. you know, of course, Gwen, it's it's never one thing or another. There's usually a, a number of variables that are that are. Yeah, that are in, the, in in the picture. And I would say if 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 individuals listening to this are going, God, you know, I'm sort of on the fence. Maybe I should invest in myself. I would also encourage people to go back and listen to some of those interviews of people who have taken on this challenge to live a life on their terms. And every single person, and I'm sure Pete, it's the same for you. Every single person that I have interviewed on this show who has. Um, taken the challenge and made the commitment for growth to live a life on their terms, they have all said 110% it has been worth it, that their life has been elevated and changed for the better. And so uh, if you, and that's the goal of the show is to, to share those stories and encourage people that um, the grass is greener if you, if you take on that challenge. And if I can ask you, Pete, I mean, how do you personally define life on your terms? Obviously, you're, you're living a life on your terms. What does that mean to you when you think of values or I'll, I'll, just, I'll just put that out there. How do you, for, your, for yourself, define a life on your terms? 
life on your terms. Some people call it your purpose and living with great purpose. I think it's very challenging to live life on your terms, if not impossible, uh, if you do not have great clarity about what it is that you want. And, and that's really what we've been talking about today. So I, I was speaking with a gentleman actually just earlier this week, and he said to me one of the things he felt he was struggling with is clarity around his purpose. I feel like I just I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have clarity around that, and I'm just having trouble with that. And I asked him, I said, let me ask you a question. What What is it that you love most? What is it that is just you're so passionate about? That if money wasn't in the equation, you know, what would you be doing for a living? I mean, what would life on your terms look like? And 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 he told me, and he was excited when he was telling me. Of course he was. And I said, well, listen, I think your purpose is going to continue to elude you until the day you start making progress in the direction of what it is that you love most. Mm-hmm. And And I'm not one to say that. You know, he's got a family, right? He's got he's in a well-paying job. He's got a family. He's got responsibilities. I'm not the guy who's going to tell him to go jump off the cliff and figure it out on the way down, right? So what we're talking about now, Gwen, is pace. Some folks are able to ratchet it way up and say, yeah, I'm going to take this chance. I'm going to take this risk to move in the direction that's most meaningful to me, and that's great. But if you're not in that situation be it financially or just your responsibilities and obligations, do not allow you to ratchet that pace way up, then ratchet it way down. Even if it's a snail pace, even if it's a slow and steady pace, so long as you feel like you are moving in the direction that's most meaningful to you, so long as you feel like you're making progress toward your passion and you feel in alignment with that, Mm -hmm. you feel connected to that, life's going to take on a different shape. Mm -hmm. So uh, simply... Gwen, life on your terms, getting clear, what is it you love most, what are you most passionate about, and then determining at what pace Mm -hmm. feels appropriate for you, but making sure that you're moving in that direction. I am so glad, Pete, that you mentioned pace, because people can feel pressure, right? They can feel pressure, oh my gosh, I've gotten clear, I know what my passion is, I have to change my life completely today. And that may not be the case. That may not be the right pace for you. Maybe you started off as a hobby or a side piece or whatever. But I think the gem that you've just shared is pace is a component of this. And it's just putting one foot in front of the other and moving in that direction, moving in that direction. And I think uh, what people will find is that things reveal themselves. The process, the next step will reveal itself, but you have to move in that direction. That is a beautiful piece of advice. And really, I think if there's anything else that you had on your mind that you wanted to to share before uh, we end our conversation today, was there anything else that you wanted to leave with our listeners? As a matter of fact, there is, and I wanted to just touch on that pace component one more time because I think it's important. Pace and progress in the direction of your purpose. That's something that I want the listeners to not only hear today, but really spend some time reflecting and constructively thinking on. What's my pace to make progress in the direction of my purpose? Because when you put that in motion, inevitably what's going to happen is if you're making progress in the direction of your purpose, you're going to establish a level of momentum. 
And when you start to build momentum, your level of conviction and confidence follows closely behind. So it's not the let me do this overnight, let me ratchet that pace way up. It's let me determine the, the pace that I feel is appropriate for me so that I can begin progressing. From that progress, there's momentum and there's conviction and it just brings a different mm-hmm. outlook and a different level of productivity and a different orientation toward life. I think that's very important. Last thing I'll share as, as we're wrapping up here, Gwen, uh, and I think is super important. It's, it's an analogy to really bring home what we've been talking about since the start of our call today. I want you to imagine a man who is blindfolded and he's told he, he's, he's got to find his way through a maze. And oh, by the way, we're not allowing him to use his sense of touch. Okay, so he's blindfolded. He has to make his way through a maze and isn't allowed to use his sense of touch. It's an impossible feat, mm-hmm. right? He, he doesn't know where he's gone and he can't see where he's going. Mm-hmm. And going through life without clarity is comparable to that blindfolded man in a maze. Yeah. It, it makes the ability to live with great significance and purpose and achievement and fulfillment makes it nearly impossible. Right, and, and, and even in the event where we're lucky enough to stumble upon it, it's impossible to sustain it. And sadly, that's how most of us are. Yeah. We, we rely on our instinct and our intuition and our past experiences to make decisions. And the issue there is instinct and intuition and past experience lack a sense of clarity and focus for what we desire most. Right, it's, in- it's past-focused fo- versus future-focused. And so what you're saying is, take off the blindfold. You don't have to go through life with a blindfold on. And and that's almost, I think if people can reflect on that and decide for themselves, do I want to go through life with a blindfold or do I want to take it off? And you have the power to choose. That's it. And, 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 and guess what? That's across the board. In every single instance, the person who has great clarity and knows exactly what they're striving for is going to outperform outproduce, outachieve the one who doesn't. And, and and let's just say the top priority isn't centered on performance and productivity and achievement. Well, guess what? It also is going to allow for greater peace and contentment and fulfillment, which I know is something that we're all after. Yeah. So when, when on one hand, the result of greater clarity is going to lead to greater performance, productivity and achievement. And on the other hand, it's greater peace and contentment and fulfillment. It's, it's just too important for us to ignore. I love that. I have such a visual image and I'm sure others do. And I would say just as a, as a first step, if people just after listening to this can just ask themselves that question, am I, am I going to take the blindfold off? And if so, the resources are there. And Pete, you have shared uh, just an amazing amount of helpful information. And I know that people may be interested in learning more about what you do and, and wanting to reach out to you. How is the best way for listeners to to reach you? Yeah, just go to my website. Everything is 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 pretty straightforward and clear there. It's yourperspective.com, Y-O-U-R, your perspective. I spell with a K. So it's P-E-R-S-P-E-K-T-I-V-E.com, yourperspective.com. They'll get an idea of what I do and how I help folks. And of course, if there's interest, there's an opportunity for them to reach out and contact me and uh, we can go from there. 
I cannot thank you enough. I've learned some new things from you, and I know that the listeners have as well. Thank you so, so much for being on the show today. So appreciate you. Gwen, it's my pleasure, and and I thank you as well, not only for having me, but for doing the work that you're doing, because I know that you've got some great listeners, and I know you've got listeners that are, are, are taking heed on all of the wonderful guests that you have, and I just really appreciate the work that you do, so thank you. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. Please visit the website at L-O-Y-T Inner Compass and share your comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. And until next time, I hope you are inspired and have the courage to live life on your terms.